The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel. Welcome to Pilgrim's Progress. <clears throat> I'm Ray Greenlee from the National Prayer Chapel. And I have to tell you today, I am angry. I am angry. I see what's happening. The race baiting the progressive moves, communist, Marxist, leaders that are afraid to lead or who lead us into darkness as a nation. I see the rioting and the anarchy. I'm angry. I've had enough. I don't like what's happening in America. Some time ago, a brother had a dream. And in that dream, he was walking outside and he suddenly saw a bursting forth out of the pavement of a geyser of vile, stinking liquid. And he watched as that geyser blew off right in the middle of the street. And that vile liquid began to flow everywhere. And the Lord spoke to him and said, Don't touch it. And he fled. Well, that dream vision has been fulfilled in America. We see the vile wickedness bursting forth on every front, dividing Americans, causing 
wicked men and women to tear down monuments of history with no understanding of what they're doing, utterly ignorant. They wouldn't have the slightest idea who this person is or was, what they did. One general, whom I won't name, whom I have lost all respect for, joining in this craziness, wanting Robert E. Lee to be taken down, while he attended the Woodrow Wilson graduate school, a slave owner. We are seeing utter destruction in our land. We are seeing financial collapse. We are seeing lies on every hand. And I have had enough. I am angry at what I see going on in America. This can't continue. There has to be a very strong pushback. We are moving as a nation toward a civil war. A shooting war. Many say it cannot be avoided because there is no reconciling the opposing positions of abiding by the founding fathers, the Bill of Rights and the Constitution and the destruction. And our Supreme Court is right in the middle of it, making decisions that are utterly ungodly. But let me be clear with you about who I'm angry at. I am, yes, very angry, and I've had enough of what's happening in America. But I know the source of this wickedness, and that's who I'm angry with. These people who are rioting, many of them are simply ignorant. They don't know their left hand from their right hand. They're just pawns in a much bigger scheme. They're sinners. And they're acting like sinners act. They're participating in destruction of property and anarchy. And that's just how sinners act. No surprise there. They don't believe that we all came from one God, that we are all of one people. It doesn't matter what the color of your skin is. It matters whether or not you are red, whether the blood of Jesus covers you, whether you've been redeemed from the wickedness of the devil. There are rumors abounding in this country that bookstores are pulling Bibles because they say they teach that men are of all one race. I don't believe there is any difference between a black man, a white man, a Chinese man. We're all brothers and sisters. We all come from Adam and Eve. We have common ancestry. Is there injustice between the races? Yes, there always has been. Many white men today are held in slavery in Muslim countries. We went to war as a nation over the Burberry pirates, over those who were capturing American ships and making slaves of the people they captured. And many white men were slaves. Red men, black men, all races have been slaves. And today in Islam, there are more slaves than at any time in the history of the world, without a doubt. Is slavery right? No, it is utterly wicked. It is wrong. 
we are all created in the image of our God. So those who would enslave, those who would tear down monuments, those who would burn and destroy another's property, they are ignorant. They are sinners. All lives matter. Black lives, blue lives, babies' lives, especially babies' lives. If you don't agree with that statement, it's because you're under the influence of what is creating the evil that I am so angry with. Let me read it for you out of the scriptures. Our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against the powers of first rank. That is, those who are on the top in charge, the devil and his lieutenants. Against the authorities, against the world rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual forces of the wickedness in the heavenlies. I am angry with the devil. I am angry with the principalities and powers that are of spiritual nature. They would destroy the descendants of Adam and Eve. They would turn us against one another. They would cause us to think that one is superior to the other. They would create a sense of entitlement in our hearts. They would make us bitter and angry and do things that sinners do. He says, for this reason, you must take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to be, stand in, in the wicked day. We live in that wicked day. The day has come upon us. America is being destroyed by the wickedness of the spiritual powers that rule over this nation. He says, having overcome in all things, stand as victors. No, I'm not angry at Black Lives Matter. I'm not angry at the foolish mayors and governors. I'm not angry with the congressmen and the senators who stand for progressive Marxism and communism. They're simply being used by the powers of darkness. No, I'm angry with the powers of darkness. It's time for the American church to go to war against the devil and his minions. It's time for the American church to get on its face before Almighty God and repent and humble our hearts, reaching out arms of love and kindness and brotherhood to all sinners, not judging them, but to stand in total opposition to the powers, the spiritual powers in the heavenlies, the authorities the world rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual forces that Satan is bringing against us. And by the way, the only way you can fight them is in the blood of Jesus Christ. And if you're under their sway, you can't fight what you have joined. It's time to leave the powers of darkness and recognize them for who they are and what they are and the way they are determined to destroy the human race. And they have wicked human beings who are joining in league with them to destroy the sons and daughters of Adam. Transhumanism. AI. Engineering the human DNA and changing it. I don't know if a man can be saved if he has a changed DNA. I don't think he can be. Because he's no longer a son of Adam. He's now a son of the devil. We're dealing in terrifying and frightening times. There will come a day when you will receive a mark if you are not a follower of Jesus Christ. And that mark will forever separate you from the kingdom of God. And you will not be able to enter into salvation. 
So, yes, I'm angry today. And I've been in the prayer closet this morning crying out to the Lord against this wickedness, against these powers of darkness that have gained such an upper hand in our nation and in our churches who have lulled us to sleep. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the entertainment. Enjoy the pleasant times. Do you understand that all that we have in America has come on the backs of those who have fought this war with the spiritual powers and by the blood of Jesus have have won and at great personal cost have laid their lives down to establish this country? We are still more free than any other nation in the world. We are still the greatest nation ever produced because our forefathers walked faithfully before Almighty God. Just in my lifetime, I've seen America go down the tube. There were early signs of it. The church lost more and more of its spiritual authority and could no longer fight against the powers of darkness. We had no power to fight because we were eating from the table of Sodom and Gomorrah. As my dear father in the faith, David Wilkerson, used to say, the church is feasting on the straw of Sodom and Gomorrah, and that if God doesn't judge America, he's going to have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah because we have become more wicked than Sodom and Gomorrah even became. And that's true today. If you want to sit back and relax, your world is being destroyed. Your jobs are being destroyed. Your economy, destroyed. Plagues are upon our land. Judgments will fall upon this land because we have rejected the living God of heaven and have gone our own way and turned a blind eye to the word of the living God. Now in the book of Hebrews, in the fourth chapter, he says in verse 1, May we fear lest a promise being left open to enter into his rest, anyone from among you might think to have missed it. For indeed, we are having the gospel preached to us even as they, but the word of hearing did not benefit them, not having been united with faith in them after having heard. Now we, the ones having been believed, enter into the rest just as he has said, As I swore in my wrath, they will never enter into my rest. God was angry with the children of Israel because the powers, the spiritual powers, were leading them astray. And regardless of what God said to them or demonstrated for them, they sided with the powers of darkness, not with the power of light and glory in Jesus. It was Jesus who spoke the law from Mount Sinai. They would not agree with him. He gave them the Sabbath day, the fourth commandment. That Sabbath day was a symbol of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we enter into him, we enter into the Sabbath of rest, ceasing from our own labor. He said to them, Today, If you may hear his voice, may you not harden your heart. Some of you listening today have had extremely hard hearts. You've been in the drugs. You've been in the fornication. You've been in the lying and the cheating and the stealing. You've been in the slander. You've been in the bitterness of anger fighting against the works of God. And he's saying, if you hear his voice today, 
Don't harden your heart. Don't harden your heart. He says, There remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For the one having entered into his rest, even he himself rested from his works as God rested from his own. So may every effort be made to enter into that rest that no one may fall by the same example of disobedience. For the word of God is living and active to make things happen, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing as far as the division of both soul and spirit. Remember, I spoke yesterday to you about recognizing the difference between our soul and our spirit. Again, our soul is our personality. It's all of our experiences. It's how we feel about life. But our spirit is what guides our heart. And the Lord God of heaven does not want us to listen and be swayed by the past, by the past sin, by the past darkness. He wants to bring us out of that and set us free. He wants our spirit to rise up and serve the living God of heaven and fight against the powers of darkness. Now, many of you, your walk with Jesus has been like that little ditty song. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. Go on a cruise here. Have this wonderful vacation over there. Go out to the restaurant. Go to work. Love your kids. Life is good. And while we were all doing that, the enemy snuck in. He's taken over almost all of the colleges in America with leftist propaganda. Professors have turned utterly liberal. My graduate school, Andrews University in Berrien Springs, Michigan, I am utterly devastated by their spiritual on-campus life. They are liberals, meaning they are progressive. That breaks my heart. When I was there, I saw the battle beginning to shape, but the conservative, Bible-believing professors still held the edge. They no longer hold the edge. I'm an alumnus, but I'm ashamed of Andrews University. Is it a good academic school? As academics are considered in America today, yes, it's one of the most outstanding. Is it holy? No. It's been taken over by the powers of darkness. American University, a Methodist school, utterly taken over by the liberal media and by the liberal policies and the progressivism and the Marxist communism. Daycare centers having a witch come in to read a story to the children, a witch. Or someone who is utterly sexually unclean. And that's okay. When I see what's happening in this nation, I am terrified for America because I know God's judgments are going to fall on this nation even as they fell on the children of Israel in the wilderness where God finally said to them, Look, that's it. No more. You're going to die in the wilderness. You'll never go into the promised land. And for 40 years they wandered in the wilderness and the, and the bodies of the rebellious dropped in the wilderness. That will happen to America if we don't begin to fight the battle in the spiritual prayer closet. 
recognizing the powers of darkness and wickedness in high places, spiritual entities that are ruling over our universities and our schools, ruling over our government, ruling over every aspect of life on the, on the television, in the internet, in the video games. I have to tell you, I did not recognize for many years as the evil soaked into American culture. I'll date myself. As a little boy, I was allowed once in a while with friends to see a television show. We didn't have a TV. Dad wouldn't allow it. But I used to like the Howdy Doody show. <laughs> We don't have shows like that on television anymore. Now we have The Simpsons. Now we have progressive, wicked words being spoken on children's television programs like Sesame Street. Sesame Street used to be about educating children with reading and writing and arithmetic. Now it's about educating children in Marxism communism as this wickedness seeped into our nation many of us were asleep we were concerned as pastors about building successful churches about meeting the needs of the people well how about if we meet the needs Jesus has in righteousness and repentance in holiness that's what Jonathan Edwards was concerned about. That's what Charles and John Wesley were concerned with. That's what Whitfield was concerned with. George Whitfield was a powerful revival preacher of righteousness. Today the airwaves are filled with pastors who are utterly compromised with darkness. Their theology has become a lie. See, George Whitfield was a Reformed theologian. Some of my favorite people, like Jonathan Edwards, they were Reformed, but they didn't believe in wickedness. They stood boldly against it, even if it cost them their jobs. We're in trouble. I'm not angry at people. Please understand. I am angry and I've had enough. And I'm at war with the powers of darkness, with spiritual powers who are pulling the strings to create such mayhem in America, such utter destruction. I want the salvation of all men and all women and all boys and girls, and I claim this nation in the name of Jesus Christ. I will not buy into this utter wickedness and foolishness. That's why I've played the song this week. Not gonna bow. I see people taking a knee for Black Lives Matter, the political organization. They're not taking a knee to Black Lives Matter. They're taking a knee to the devil, to the spiritual powers and authorities that are ruling over this nation. And now they are bowing their knee, and believe me, the day will come if they are not alerted and brought to Jesus, they will now kneel down to receive the mark of the beast and be utterly sealed for eternity for the lake of fire. That breaks my heart. That makes me weep. We're in trouble. Because we've not recognized the crisis that America is in. Yes, it's a crisis with the COVID. Yes, it's a crisis with the economy. Yes, it's a crisis with the race relationships. 
But all of those go back to the primary crisis of spiritual powers taking over and dwelling in the lives of men and women who spout these things of utter wickedness, of vulgarities, of antichrist. The man of sin is about to be exposed. And America today will bow at the feet of the man of sin and be utterly judged by God and this nation will be destroyed even as the children of Israel in the wilderness died in the wilderness. I want to read Hebrews the fourth chapter verses 11 through 13. May every effort be made to enter into that rest that no one may fall by the same example of disobedience. America is falling in disobedience and we are watching America crash and burn. And it's only just begun. It's going to get a whole lot worse before it gets better. And our only hope if you are a brother, if you're a sister in Jesus Christ, and you have with me made the covenant that you will only receive from the hand of Jesus what he chooses to give you, if you have been crucified with Christ, if you have entered into covenant with the Lord Jesus Christ to belong to him and him alone, and to love and serve men and women as fishers of men, to teach them the way of holiness, the way of righteousness, the way of love. If you have taken that position, then you're not going to walk in disobedience and unbelief. And you're going to stand angry with the powers of darkness for what they are doing to the human race and to America. And you are going to fight in the prayer closet. You are going to intercede. You are going to cry aloud that Jesus would bring revival to America, that he would pour out his Holy Spirit, that he would change what's happening. For the word of God is living and active to make things happen. If God speaks the word of revival over America, it will happen. And the powers of darkness will be turned back. And many will be redeemed and swept into the kingdom of God. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing as far as the division of both soul and spirit, of both joints and marrow, even able to discern the thoughts and intentions of the heart. God knows what your heart is saying. He knows what your spirit is saying. I'll tell you what my my spirit's been saying this morning. I've been weeping before the Lord this morning. And my heart has been saying, Lord, can I go to Mount Horeb? Can I go to the Mount of God? Monday, I'll talk about Elijah again. I I wanted to today, but this message, the Holy Spirit just brought it at the last minute. He said, no, this is what I want you to do. But I tell you, my heart, my spirit just wants to, to run to Mount Horeb, to Mount Sinai, to the place where Moses stood at the burning bush, holy ground to the place where Moses took the children of Israel where the law was declared and the covenant of the Old Testament was made I just want to go to the presence of God wherever that is said Lord if I can't go there can I go to Israel and can I go to the tomb and can I lay at the tomb I know I don't need to do that but you hear my heart We've got to get to God. We've got to get to our Lord Jesus. 
He's our only hope, America. Church, Jesus is our only hope. He's not some cotton candy Jesus. Many of you call yourselves Christians, but you're just pagans spray-painted with Jesus so you can be socially acceptable. But you don't give your tithe. You don't give sacrificially to the work of the kingdom of God. You don't lay your life down for your neighbor, for your brother, for your sister. You don't rebuke evil. What's wrong with you? Are you dead asleep? You're devoid of the Holy Spirit. It gives me no pleasure to say this. It's just my heart is crying out for the presence and the power and the mighty demonstration of Mount Carmel, where the fire of God came. There's not a creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked, having been laid bare to his eyes, to whom we must give account. The Lord knows your heart, brother, sister, He knows the sin you're hiding in your heart. He knows how he has spoken to you to leave that alone. And you have said, oh, it doesn't really matter if I play this violent video game. It doesn't matter if I watch these wicked movies. It doesn't matter if I go to the pornography once in a while. It doesn't really matter. Yes, it does. It matters if you're saying yes to the spirits and powers that rule over this earth, over the spirit of darkness and evil. Then you're part of the problem because you become an extension of them. It's them against us. It's the power of the devil against the power of Jesus Christ. It is the power of darkness against the power of light. This is what we're dealing with. Everything has been laid bare before the eyes of our God, and you are naked before him. He sees every aspect, not just your physical being, but your spirit being. He sees what your spirit is. He sees what your personality is. He sees if you lust after the things of the devil. He sees whether you're in league with the powers of darkness. He sees if there is hate and bitterness in your heart. He sees if you're gently, gently rowing your boat down the stream and you refuse to join the battle. There is a battle going on. It will cost you everything. Are you willing to lay your life down for the battle for the kingdom of God? Peter was. He was crucified upside down. Peter's wife was crucified with him. Bartholomew went into India, died a martyr. All the disciples except the gospel tells us John John took care of Jesus' mother. All the rest of them were martyred. Today, men and women around the world are being martyred. The churches are being torn down. Their Bibles are being confiscated. They're being thrown in prison. They're being tortured and killed. Does that matter to you? Are you willing to lay your life down for Jesus? And one of the first places you have to lay it down is your finances. That's what you have to lay down. And then you lay down your time. And you no longer sit in front of the television. You no longer go with the guys to have a cigar night and a night to gamble with nickels. You don't do that anymore. You pray. It's astonishing to me that I read and hear and know men who have a a men's night out to gamble 
smoke cigars, or talk about fishing and other foolishness. But nobody prays. Utterly worldly. And these are leaders in the churches. Sit down and have a beer. Or two or three or four or five, six. Watch TV until you go to sleep. Roll out of bed the next morning feeling lousy. And have another day. Of rebellion against Jesus. But oh, you're a Christian. You go to church when you can. God has us on time out right now. But we're eager to get back to our old our old ways. I know a great judgment is about to fall on America. And it's going to shock this nation. It's coming. What are you going to do with Jesus? And will you join the fight against these powers of darkness? Will you put on the whole armor of God for real? A breastplate of righteousness. Not imputed, but imparted righteousness. There's no such thing in Scripture, in the New Testament, as imputed righteousness. There was in the Old, because Jesus had not died on Calvary, but not in the New Testament. In the New Testament, it's only imparted righteousness, sanctified, regenerate, holy. I'm concerned for you. My heart cries out for you. having a great high priest, having passed through the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. Now we do not have a high priest not being able to sympathize with our infirmities, but having been tested in all things according to the likeness of our nature, apart from sin, may we come near to the throne of grace with confidence that we may receive mercy and may find grace to help in our time of need. In the Greek, that phrase, time of need, let me tell you what it actually says. May we find grace to help in our time of frapping. Frapping, what's that mean? Well, when the boats were made out of wood and they were headed into a storm, they would tie a rope or chain all the way around the boat. It was called frapping a ship. They did it so that the ship would not break apart in the wild storm and the hitting of the waves. The writer of the book of Hebrews, probably the Apostle Paul, is saying, look, your life needs to be frapped when you run into a time of need. You need to have a a chain wrapped around your boat to keep you together. We're entering into a time of great need. And I've asked the Lord to frap my life. I've asked him to wrap my life in his arms. To carry me all the way through. This is that great day. This is the great day of deception and destruction. Written about all through the scriptures. We are in the last day. And our lives, if we will cry out to God for the church, he will frap the church. If you will cry out to God, he will frap your life. He will put a chain of truth around you. 
He will send you the Holy Spirit to wrap his arms around your life. He will hold you secure, regardless of what your physical surroundings are like. A friend of mine told me that they are planning to simply trust God to carry them as they enter into ministry. And I said to them, Are you aware you may end up homeless? Yes. I don't want to be homeless, but if that's what it takes to follow Jesus, I will be homeless. I spent five years with my late wife, Jan. We were homeless. I know what homelessness is like. We were invited into a home of a a gentleman who is not a Christian. We lived there for five years, homeless, in a tiny, tiny little bedroom, a queen-size bed, or a, a double bed literally filled the whole room. There was about eight inches on one side where the closet door opened, a very tiny little room for five years. I'm not ignorant of the fact that if you make the decision to receive only from the hand of Jesus what he will give you, that you may be in for a very hard suffering ride. Is that okay with you? Will you lay down your life for Jesus Christ? I have, and I will not take it back. Will you lay your life down for Jesus Christ? Will you make the decision to let yourself be angry with the powers of darkness and will you go to war against them for Adam's children? For the redemption of the lost? Not being angry with the rioters, not being angry with the arsonists, not being angry with those who are doing just exactly what sinners do. But will you join me in being angry and have had enough of the spirits of darkness? And will you stand against them in the blood of Jesus Christ, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ? Will you gain the victory? Will you see the lost saved? Will you see the Holy Spirit moving in power in this nation? If we don't, all is lost. Our nation is lost. And it will be destroyed and taken over by an enemy. Empires don't last forever. They're destroyed. And they're usually destroyed as the empire of Rome was from the rot within. And America is rotten from within today. The church is not going to be allowed to go back to its normal way of life. Many churches will lose their buildings. They'll lose their pastors because they can't pay their salary. We are going to see some real devastation in this land already, just by what has already started. Will you stand in prayer, in faith, in victory, and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ? I invite you to stand with me. Standing with me means you will enter into the prayer closet and into the scriptures and you will turn off your television and the wicked videos and the wicked, violent video games. You will turn them all off. You will repent of all bitterness and all anger against other people, against the sons and daughters of Adam. You will have in your heart the wrath of God against the powers of darkness and you will stand in every way opposed to them. You will give as the Lord decrees you should give, first a tithe and then offerings, to the work of ministry where you are fed. Some of you 
by God's grace, choose to give to the National Prayer Chapel for Pilgrim's Progress. I'm very grateful that God has moved in your heart to give so kindly and so generously. But there are many of you who, in the stubbornness and rebellion of your heart, do not obey the Holy Spirit's command, and in your pride, you think your money belongs to you, and you won't join the battle against the powers of darkness. You'll spend your money on your luxury, on your bills, on what you want, on your vacations. What about the work of God? I'd love to hear from you. You can write to me at the National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346. 2346 Woodbridge, Virginia 22195 That's the National Prayer Chapel Post Office Box 2346 Woodbridge, Virginia 22195 You can also join the fight by going on the internet taking this YouTube video and posting it everywhere you can post it on other people's YouTube channels, Twitter, wherever you can find a place, post it. Make it go viral. The battle is on. You can also go to nationalprayerchapel.com and you can give online. nationalprayerchapel.com Lord, I come angry with the powers of darkness. I come today, Jesus, in your mighty name and by the blood shed on Calvary, and I lift up a bulwark against the powers of darkness that would consume America, that are destroying your, your children, who are dividing your children one against another. Lord God, men and women deceived by the powers of darkness. I pray, Lord, for the coming of your Holy Spirit and a great resurgence of your presence across this nation to defeat these powerful forces of darkness that think they have taken ownership over America. Would you rebuke Hollywood in the name of Jesus? Would you rebuke, Lord God, the leftist, the progressive agendas of the powers of darkness? Would you come now, Lord? I pray in your holy name. Amen. Well, you've been listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Ray Greenley from the National Prayer Chapel. I love you. I pray you're a child of God. And I pray you're as angry as I am at the powers of the devil. And that you will join me in praying against them. God bless you. Tomorrow we pray. The lines will be open. Call and pray. God bless you. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs>